0: Hi, guys. Welcome to the second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story.
1: So join us in our journey as first time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome back to our next episode. On this one, we're going to discuss uh, mine and Melissa's situation with the boys and how we kind of got comfortable disciplining them. It's kind of a big thing going into, you know, when you're dating someone with a child and learning how to not only fit in, but where do you fit in as a parent and disciplining these kids and how Melissa and I still kind of struggle with it sometime, even though, you know, we've been in these boys' lives for years now and we are, You know, married to their dads and that whole dynamic. But then on top of it too, we're also in a pandemic guys, in case you didn't know, but uh, what's it's like disciplining your child while we're all home all the time. And, and that whole environment in itself too. Cause I know we all have struggled on many levels with this pandemic, whether you're a parent or not. And so we just kind of wanted to voice our uh, struggles that we've had during this time too.
0: Yeah. Hi guys. Um, this has been a big one where Shay and I have gone back and forth many times texting each other about, okay, how would you handle this situation? This is how I did this. Did I go too far? Did I not do enough? Um, so, we thought it would be really good to share our experiences um, with you guys. And as Shay mentioned, this is a learning curve. Um, we're always going to be learning. There's always a shoulda, coulda, woulda, should have done a little more, could have done a little less. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go over our experiences with uh, learning to, <laughs> learning to, and getting used to discipline because um, it is different and it's definitely like a little uncomfortable. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. And I feel like too, you know, even as a biological parent, like you said, it's a, it's a learning curve for everyone, whether you're a biological parent or a bonus parent like us, like it's a learning curve no matter what. But I think for us, like, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of jump into to my situation is I you know, trying to look back and think about all of this, there was no exact moment where I'm like, yes, I feel comfortable taking the reins with E. I think it's one of those things that takes time to develop. And I think, you know, having those one-on-one moments by yourself without, you know, the bio parent around or grandparents around or whoever else is around really helps not only solidify your bond, but your comfortability in having to say no, or that's not okay, or Something along those lines. And I think for me, I think I grew more comfortable with it when Dave and I moved in together for the first time. And I, you know, you're with that child all the time. And during that time, too, my work schedule, I went in really early in the morning. So I always had the afternoons with E. It was just the two of us after school and after work until Dave got home. So I think in those days, in those moments, is really when I was able to put my foot down when I needed to without. Dave around or any kind of interference. And it was one of those things, well, I'm going to tell daddy this happened. And we're also going to have a discussion when he gets home too, on top of the discussion he and I already had as well. And that still happens. You know, it's, I think the biggest thing is as long as you understand your partner's rules and boundaries with their kids and you respect those rules and boundaries, you guys can work together as a team. Not everybody has the same parenting style, but as long as you guys are under an agreement with each other is really how you're going to progress learning how to discipline that child too, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been incredibly vocal about it that like, I don't do kids. <laughs> it was never something that like I pictured myself, you know, involved with, um, So for me, I had to learn from Colby, like I didn't have that experience um, babysitting or being a nanny. I taught swim lessons when I was a lifeguard. But I mean, there's no discipline with that, you know. So I really had to look to Colby and observe, and really take a back seat to a lot of it, just to see like what was his style, how did he discipline, what did O best respond to, um, what was he essentially like conditioned to respond to, and also what were the expectations that Colby had laid out, um, and you know, the expectations for, Oh, when we were at home versus when we're out running errands versus when we're out in a, like a social setting. Um, so for me, it was just like purely observational and that's where I was able to get a lot of my like footing and, um, some of my comfortability, um, a lot of the lines that I use are definitely like from Colby. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause that's what I like responds to. And that shows unity on behalf of like me and Colby. Um, like I don't come up with this like crazy style and say, like try to argue, well, no, I would respond better to this. Like, no, this is what Colby has laid down as the law. And mm-hmm. this is what I need to follow and enforce. And for me, like Colby laid a really good, um, foundation down by the time I met oh, you know, he knew if you get to two when you're counting one, two, three, like two's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And you know, he would just immediately, like as soon as Colby would say one, oh would like look like testing a little. And then as soon as Colby would say to I mean, the kid would just like freeze and just like, yeah. stop what he was doing.
1: And I think you made a good point with observing because like when you're first dating this person, like you do a lot of observing, not only on their relationship with their child, but the parenting style too. And I think like, I think for me and Dave as well it is because he, after his divorce, he moved home with his parents. So he also had his parents helping you know, parent E and discipline E. And a lot of that was done when Dave was at work, when they, when he had E on his days, he was at home with the grandparents because he was too young for school yet. So I think a lot of that too is um, for me, I didn't want to be too many cooks in the kitchen when I was over at their house, especially in the early years of dating is it's like, he's already got too many people yelling at him, telling him no, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I also think, too, like once Dave and I moved into our own place, like that was a big moment for Dave, too, because he could parent how he wanted a parent without his parents influence or even my influence, too. You know, we kind of like figured out the whole parenting and disciplining thing together because we had our own house and our own, you know, room to do it in without any other outside voices to to influence that, too. So I think that was huge for us. And, and not only did I respect Dave and figure out what Dave wanted for E, but we were able to figure out what we wanted for E together on top of it as well.
0: Right. And I mean, I'm trying to think back and I never had a time where I felt like O was challenging me. Um, We, I mean, yes, children test their boundaries and the first few times where I was with O by myself, you know, he would try to like, grab the remote and you know if we were watching something he would just try to change it multiple times but you know when colby was around like no this is what you chose to watch you wanted to watch airplanes we're going to watch airplanes yeah you know so he would test me in those little ways but he never got like attitudey with me like as soon as i saw and caught on to what he was doing i would just say like oh come on are you supposed to be doing that and he would be like No, like he knew already. And I think from being in in both of their lives from a young age, like we never had that sort of like real testing with attitude. Like, but my dad says I don't have to, or my mom says I don't have to when I'm over there. Like I've never experienced that. And I've also never, I've never like projected it to, oh, that way. Like if he's doing something he's not supposed to, like, I'm not okay with it. I don't put it on Colby. I'm not like, Oh, well, what would your dad think of that? Like, that's awful. Because then that's separating you dad and, and the child. And if one parent isn't okay with it, then you need to play like you're not okay with it either. Like, even if you're fine with it, like there's still ground rules that you as the parents need to agree on and hold that unity and that front in front of the child. So, for me, like I cringe when I hear people saying like, Oh, what's your mom going to think of that? Or, "Oh, wait till your dad hears about what you did. Like, no, you're the one in charge right now. (laughs) Like you manage the child and you set the expectations. Also don't put it on someone else. And I think that's for me, like where we've had an easier time with it because we are that united front.
1: I completely agree. I think that's, I think you said that perfectly. And, and I mean, there are times when like, I am by myself, you know, and Dave's at work or whatever it may be. And like, I'll text Dave be like, Hey, heads up, this happened. I took this away. This was the consequence or whatever. But you know, it's definitely a discussion we all need to have again later, like as a family, but For there sure. never should be the whole, we'll wait till your dad gets home or wait till your mom gets home or anything like that. Like, like you said, like you're the parent in that moment so you need to handle it how you think is best fit, but also best fit to what you think your partner would do too. Because you don't want to cross any lines of disciplining when your, your partner may not agree with that or, you know, you guys aren't on the, well, it's not like everyone's on the same page, but you don't want to go too far, especially newly in a relationship. And there's times where I still struggle when I'm by myself, where I think I've gone too far. Or there's times where, let's be real, I've lost my shit because we have all lost our shit. And I've texted you, Melissa, going, did I go too far? And you're like, no, not at all. And, you know, sometimes they will be like, I'll handle it next time or I'll handle it this time or, or whatever it may be. But you just kind of have to figure that dynamic out with your partner because you got to show the child that there's going to be, like you said, a united front no matter what.
0: Yeah. And to your point that you just made, I think it's really important to communicate, um, just how you were saying you will text Dave, like, Hey, this is what happened. So this is the consequence. So that way by the time Dave comes home from wherever he is, he's aware of what was going on. And I do the same with Colby, like, Hey, just a heads up. This is what happened. This is what I did. And when he comes home, the same thing, like we all have a discussion together um, because I think that's just as important in showing that United friend, like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to stand by Melissa and Shay just like they stand by, you know, Dave and, and Colby as well with what they decide and to just really drill in the point like what just happened like isn't okay like this is a behavior that we need to, we need to shape. And I think that like transparency and communication is really important. And if there is any disagreement with how something was handled, like that's something that you don't do in front of the kids. You let it roll off your back until the kids are asleep or you guys are able to go out for breakfast without the kids or dinner, whatever. Um, And then you guys as the couple can have a discussion of how it could be better handled or what. What should happen next time? Um, I mean, there's definitely times where like Shay, you were saying, you just like lose it. And you're like, I just go to your room. Like you're in timeout. I don't want to see you. Like, How many times are we going to have the same conversation over and over? Like I'm done having the conversation and send them to their room. And then you feel bad and you're like, was that too harsh? And then it's like, okay, when you take a step back and think about it, no, like I'm tired of repeating myself go have a timeout for 20 minutes. Like a timeout is not going to hurt you.
1: Plus we need the timeout too. It's a timeout for both of us.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. No, it's a win-win. It's a break where you can get away for those 20 minutes and think about how you reacted, how you responded, and then how you're going to correct it when you go into their room and say, okay, now that you've had some time to cool off and think about what you did, how can we make sure that we do better next time? Like that's the line that we have like, okay, Oh, how can you do better next time?
1: But yeah, to, to your point as well, like, yeah, you kind of, you both need to take a step back and kind of figure out how you're going to solve the solution. And another thing for us too, because we do have the 50, 50 custody, like there are different, a lot of different parenting styles between me, Dave, bio mom, stepdad, like there's a lot. And so we don't always, You know, have the same resolutions on what happens, but I do know he definitely tests us and them, seeing what he can get away with in one household and what he can get away with in another household. And we definitely have had our moments of those situations. But as long as you keep your foot down and you work with your partner, like Dave and I have, as we always talk and communicate, we're always on the same page as this needs to get taken away, or this needs to happen, or this or that. But I do know too. Dave and I have also, Dave more than me, has also struggled on putting his foot down on certain things because he doesn't want to be the the bad cop parent. And he doesn't want E to not want to come over anymore or not get excited to come over anymore because he's always excited when he comes back. And he's always like, I don't want to leave. And, you know, we love hearing those. But I know Dave's always voiced to me at times of he doesn't want to push too hard or discipline too hard because he's afraid of E not loving him anymore or not wanting him to come over anymore. And, and I totally get that. And I respect that. And we've had conversations of, yeah, but at the end of the day, he needs a parent more than a friend. You can be his friend later on in life. Like he needs that parent. Um, and I know that's a struggle that we've dealt with. And I'm sure that's a struggle. A lot of other people have dealt with too. And I know I feel like that sometimes too, where I don't want to overstep too much. And all of a sudden I'm this evil quote unquote stepmother, you know, and it's a hard dynamic to figure out for sure.
0: Yeah, it is really hard. And I've had those moments too, especially, you know, with having, oh, full time. Um, And I mean, I've been home with him every day since the pandemic started in March. And it's been hard for me, you know, going from like full-time career and then now I'm like a stay-at-home mom, I'm juggling grad school. So it's really hard for me to to have the patience that I used to have, like when I was working, you know, I think there's times where I definitely need to, you know, give him a little more grace, give myself a little more grace with it. Um, Because I have those same fears. Like you don't want them to see you as like this, like step parent who's always telling them like what you're doing. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Um, But at the same time, like, He's such a good kid, and whenever we are out socially and there's kids, like, misbehaving, I try to tie it back around, like, but like, this is why we're tough on you sometimes, because we don't want you to be like that. We want you to be, like, a good person who respects other people, who respects um, adults, you know, who isn't challenging an adult, like the other day, oh my gosh, I got so heated. Um, I was playing outside with some of his friends in the neighborhood and they were building, um, like costumes out of cardboard boxes. <laughs> um, they, they were built like transformer type things, you know, so like they had like boxes on their shoulders and like, That's it so was so cute. Cool what they were doing. um, but I went out there and there was trash everywhere and it was pretty windy so it was getting blown around and I was like everyone stop like I grabbed a trash bag and it was like all of you are you're done right now you guys are all going to go through and pick up every single piece of trash and of course O was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry like I didn't see all the trash I'm like it's okay like just let's pick it up and make it right and one of the other little boys was like oh gosh like this is so much trash I'm like yeah so let's help pick it up and he's like, "Okay." And he did it. No problem. There were these other two boys that were just sitting there and one was like, or what? Like that was his response to me when I said, come on guys, like let's help and pick up all this, all this garbage or what? And I like, didn't know what to say. Like, uh, how can a kid say that to someone? Like, that's so disrespectful. So I looked at him and I was like, well... You helped make this mess. So I think it's only fair that you helped clean up the mess. And his brother was like, well, what are you going to do about it? He's like, excuse
1: you. Oh, like, no, I no, no.
0: So set off. And I just told him and I was like, you're really disrespectful. You made this mess like on my lawn. I would really appreciate it if you help O and this other little boy clean up the mess. And they just sat there and like were staring at me. And I mean, I probably went a little too far because then I was like, instead of staring, you should probably get up and help your friends.
1: <laughs> I don't and think, that too like, far. I think and, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. And then the other one was like, I'm not picking up the trash. I'm stuck. And I'm like, really? You're le- like, your legs don't work. You can't, you can't get up from where you're sitting and pick it up. And then he was like, no. And then in my head, I'm like channeling my inner Colby. That's like, just don't engage. Like it's a child. Like, He's not my responsibility, whatever. Um, so th- the whole point of me bringing this story up is later that night, I brought it back to Oliver and I was like, but I really appreciate that you, you know, listened right away and that the other little boy was respectful to me and he listened, um, you know, because it took all of like literally a minute and a half for them to pick up their trash. <laughs> like, It wasn't bad. But I explained, you know, like it was really disrespectful how those two boys were just arguing back with me. And that's why dad and I are hard on you sometimes. Like we want you to have manners. We want you to, you know, respect when people are telling you to do things. And I really appreciate that that's how, that's who you are, and that's who you are becoming. But I, it was really important for me to just tie it back to get him to really yeah. understand, like why sometimes we are hard on him. You know, like he isn't allowed to say, like, yeah, that's good. It's like yes, please, or no, thank you. Yeah. And co, doesn't that feel good to get that recognition? Like it feels good to be told that, wow, you're so well behaved. And a lot of that. It kind of is my like continuous motivator when I feel like I'm hard on him and when I say hard on him like I'm totally like a mansplainer like <laughs> I just overly explain things to him when we're disciplining um because I want him to know like why this isn't okay and what we can do better yeah i like I was saying before okay like oh what can we do better next time this is yep. what I can do. Okay, great. So we're not going to have this conversation again, right? <laughs> and that's usually where we leave it. Um, yeah, I just feel like I have to overly explain everything. to.
1: <laughs> no, I, I do the same. Understand. I do the same thing. I mean, they're little, they're seven, you know, they don't understand a lot, but then they do understand a lot. So it's our job to help them understand what they don't understand. So I totally get it. We're Dave and I are the same way when it comes to disciplining and we're trying to talk to him Through, you know, obviously he's like crying because we took something away or whatever, but we're like talking through the tears of the repercussions of it all and why we're doing what we're doing. So that way they understand the aftermath and we can prevent it from happening again later on for sure. It's just the way it is sometimes. And then, like you said earlier, like during the pandemic, it is a struggle for everyone right now. No one, unless you're a stay at home mom, which if you are, bless you, you're a rock star not all of us are used to being at home and being a stay-at-home mom while working or doing school or whatever it else you may be doing from home too. It's, we've all had our moments. (laughs) That is for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, it's hard. It's, really adapting you know on our behalf on you know the kids behalf as well um because not only are we like parents who have to like discipline we also become like teachers who have to discipline over schoolwork. and yep. I'm just really glad that O's back in school and he can get that um discipline from
1: someone else other than me um no it's true though you make a good point because I know we struggled with E before he was back in school I mean and he's only half back in school so we still have to do some stuff before he goes to school but I know we've struggled too of him completing assignments or doing it wrong and us making him fix it and he's giving us attitude and throwing a fit about it and we're like dude do you do this to your teacher in school and he's like no and we're like So if your teacher hands you back a paper and tells you to redo it, do you argue and throw a fit like you are with us right now? And he's like, no. And we're like, so why do we get it? Like, how is that? Is that fair? And he's like, no. And but it's a struggle. It's a struggle for sure, because they obviously were parents. So they're going to push our buttons more than they would a teacher. But it's it's a hard dynamic doing the teacher, doing the mom, doing the dad, doing work, doing like you doing your own schoolwork, too it's a lot. We all need, we all need that break for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I just wanted, I just dawned on me, but I wanted to bring it up. Um, because I'm sure there are people out there who, um, like do discipline this way and like might have questions about it. Colby and I are not like physical with discipline um yeah, I can sure. count on one hand how many times I've ever seen you know Colby like spank Oliver like spanking is like the worst of the worst of the worst In ter- like I know that there are parents who did it like I mean when we all grew up we all got spanked like yeah. that's just what
1: that was the that was that's just what that was how it was, it was. But yeah. I
0: think, like Right. But when I'm saying it was like the worst of the worst of the worst, like that's when oh knows that like we have had the conversation far too many times and it's past the point of explaining. It's like past the point of taking certain things away. Like it's a really big deal. And that's Like literally I can count on one hand how many times it's ever happened. Um, but I personally am not comfortable with that. Um, like because for like he is not my child biologically, like yep. it's not my it's not my place to discipline that way, and I think that's why I'm such like an over explainer with Oliver. <laughs> no, I you I, I use my words, and I and I feel like I have to use a lot of them to get the point through.
1: <laughs> no, I one thousand percent agree with that. I think you bring up a very valid point because Dave, I've never seen Dave spank E either. Like that's not we don't we're the same way. We talk it through. And I don't feel comfortable enough doing that either because of that same reason. Like he's not my bi- biological kid. If he was my biological kid, I may feel differently. I don't know. I won't know until I have my own kids, but I right. do remember, uh, I, I remember texting you about this. Cause there was one moment where I got so heated with E where like, if he was my kid, he would have gotten smacked for sure. We were at uh, my sister-in-law's house. We were in the pools over the summer and Dave was there too. He came later after, um, work or something because he was still going in the office at this point and I was there with um my sister-in-law my nephew we were swimming the boys were having fun but honestly he was being a little brat and he wasn't sharing with his cousin and both me and my sister-in-law had private conversations with him we both kept telling him to knock it off like he just was not listening and then Dave got there and he was you know we we did our, our, uh, our warnings and Dave got there too. By this point, he was giving him warnings too. And finally got, I was done. I was like, you're done. You're out. You're out of the pool. We're going home. Like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And Dave backed me up. And then he threw a fit by us, pulling him out of the pool. And I grabbed his towel and he's like sitting on the step crying, not wanting to leave. And I walk over to him with the towel. I'm like, you need to get out now. Like we're leaving. He got out of the pool and ran away from me. So I wouldn't wrap him up in the towel. And I was like, Oh hell no. Like you just, you had me here. I just went to like a hundred, like it is you're done. And if, if that was my kid, I would have grabbed him and smacked him. And I remember talking to my sister-in-law after and she's like, I'm surprised you didn't. And I go honest. And I told her what I just said, like, I don't feel comfortable doing that with him, but if he was my own kid, Oh yeah, he would have. And she goes, if he was my kid too, I would have done it. Like that is uncalled for. But You bring up such a valid point with that because I, we're not a physical discipliner either. And I don't know if we ever will be when it comes to my own kids, but it's, it's, there's comes, there's a fine line when it's not your biological kid. And I feel like that's the fine line that you and I both like, don't ever want to cross.
0: Right. And for us, it's not comfortable. Um, for other people, it might be, um, you know, you kind of like develop your own, your own ways of dealing with it. And to your point, like if I ever have my own kids, like, I don't know if I would be comfortable with it. I might be, you know, to your point, like you just might get to a certain point where it's like, we're done with this. And, you know, you get spanked and it's time to go and take a shower and you're going to bed. Like, yeah. no, totally. um, and I think because I'm not comfortable with that, it's, that's where so much more of like the conversation comes in and something that I'm working on, um, with, oh when we're, you know, talking about something that he did, I'm trying to use less words to like really drive the point home even more because I'm noticing now that he's getting older. I, like, I can't get as many words in before he starts zoning out. Yes. And he's also starting to get, like, slightly argumentative with things. If I'm like, um, okay, this morning is a perfect example. Um he was filling his water bottle up, you know, at our refrigerator. And this happens almost every morning when we go to school, like some of it will like drip down the refrigerator. And that like drives me nuts. Like it takes two seconds, grab the towel and just wipe it up. Right. Super quick. We have this conversation too many times. And today I like look at it and I'm like, dude, come on. And he's like, Oh, I, I wanted to finish getting ready instead. And I'm like, so you were just hoping I wouldn't notice. And he was like, yeah, I, I was hoping you wouldn't notice.
1: I mean, at least he admitted that, right? (laughs) Seriously. Like,
0: yeah, but that like made me even more mad. And I'm like, Okay. No, like this is not okay. You make a mess. You clean it up. I'm done having this conversation with you every single morning for school. We have this conversation and I'm done. I'm done with it. And he just like looks at me big eyes and I'm like, Oh, okay. So saying less really was
1: more. It's true, but it is true though. Like they always say like, you know, with your quote unquote bullies or enemies or whatever, you know, saying less is always more. You don't want to engage more. But I agree, like, there's times where you do need to explain to them what's going on. But then there's other times in a situation like that, where you just need to be like, I'm done. Like, I've had that with E too. Like, there's moments where I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I don't need to explain myself, but I'm done. We've had this conversation multiple times. I, I don't need to have it again. And I don't think we should have it again. And sometimes it does click better than doing the explaining. But I think it all is situational too. Like, it depends on what you're disciplining them over too.
0: For sure. And where I was like originally going with that is like, he's starting to get like a little bit more argumentative when I'm like correcting him on something like, oh, well, before you said I could do it this way. And like, I'm not looking for an argument with you. Like I'm asking you to do it this way now. Yeah. Even though I've explained it this way, like multiple times. And the way he is referring to is like from when he was like four years old. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I've noticed that with E though, too, though, especially when it comes to like school stuff, like, if one person says something to him, it gets stuck in his head. And then that's how it needs to be, especially with this teacher, like there's been times where he's come home with like extra schoolwork, that's not posted on seesaw on their agenda, because it's something that she gave to his cohort directly and was like, finish it at home, bring it back tomorrow. And I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's get it done with, because it's not going to be on your agenda and we're going to forget about it tomorrow. So let's just knock it out, get it done with now. Well, no, my teacher told me to do it tomorrow. And I was like, well, I'm telling you to do it now. Well, no, my teacher told, like it's, it's argumentative in that sense because someone already told him yeah. one thing and he doesn't want to branch out of that. And I'm like, well, whose house are you going home to? Yours. Okay, so who's in charge at that house? You and daddy. Okay, so I'm telling you to do this. So you're going to do this. Is your teacher here? Cause she's not here right now. And, and then yeah. it's like, okay, fine, I'll do it. But I, they are at that age for sure with the argumentative. And I think with E, it's more so when one person tells him that's the only way he can do it. Like there is no A, B, C, D, E, F, G options. Like it's just one. That's it.
0: Yeah. Try my line. I'm not looking for an argument with you. Just
1: do it. <laughs> I know I, I have said that like, I'm dude, I'm not arguing like this is it. Like, you know? Yeah. But it, it's, yeah, discipline it is... their problems. age. It is their age.
0: It's their age, it's- You know, they're getting older. They're seven and a half. Like, they'll be eight in a few months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're testing boundaries in, like, a different way. Um, and, you know, we're just going to have to, like, adapt to how we, like, continue to discipline. And, like, now we're at a stage, where, like, we've never had to, like, enforce real consequences for him um, because he just like gets it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, well, I need to come up with consequences for things. Um, as you know, certain things continue, but like, what am I gonna do? Take away his Game Boy? He plays that like maybe two or three days a week for like an hour. Like he doesn't play it consistently enough for me to take that away. He doesn't really watch TV like, I'm not going to take away like the board games that we play together. Cause that's like yeah. time for us to do things together. Like, what am I going to take away? Like, he's getting too old to be like, all right, go sit on your hands in the corner.
1: No, for sure. that's you know, Go stare at the wall. Like,
0: he's getting too old for that. And now I'm like, oh, there will be consequences next time. And then I'm like, shit, I hope this doesn't happen again because I don't know what the consequence will be. Like, I can't think of anything good.
1: Yeah, see, unlike us, we're ease obsessed with video games. Like, that's always our go-to takeaway consequence. But um, yeah, there's, I mean, God, I didn't even thought that far either because that's usually our go-to and it always works. So like, you know, we've never had to deal with something else outside of taking away video games but that is hard like when they're not into that like what else do you take away for a consequence
0: right and like I'm not going to take away going and like playing outside because that's good for him Mm -hmm. um I'm yeah I just don't I can't think of any like good consequences I was talking to Colby about it and he was like well just make him pick his own consequence because then at that point we know like okay what is meaningful to him in that moment that is going to have more of an impact on him um so when whenever that happens I'll let you know how it goes but yeah I'm like okay I I warned you that next time there would be a consequence and the consequence is you choosing your con like what is it gonna be
1: yeah you know no Um, I like that I'm definitely gonna have to use that eventually and put that in my back pocket for sure
0: yeah and i think just tying it all back around to where you were saying like you know dave doesn't want to like over overly discipline um because he still wants E to like love coming to you guys um that's a really hard situation to be in and i feel like so many people can relate to that um for, for us it's a little different with having full custody um More so for us, it's like a transition whenever he does come back home. I mean, he hasn't gotten to spend time with his uh, biological mom in almost two years. But I remember like we would always dread whenever he would come home because it would be such an adjustment. Like whenever he was there, the rules were completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, Understandably, I mean, the time that she did get with him was for like two weeks anywhere from like two to like five or six weeks um, depending if he was there for Christmas break or for part of summer. So, you know, when you don't get to see your kid, like you want to have fun and you don't want to enforce all these rules. Right. Um, Even though it's what should be done because that's what is healthy. Like kids need boundaries. They need rules. Yes. Um, We would always dread it because he would come home And I I hate to say it like this dramatically, but he would come home, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a nice way to say it, but he would come home, like, just incredibly difficult. Yeah. And... understandably like I don't fault him for this whatsoever because how do you go from having rules and boundaries to going somewhere where you know there's no rules or boundaries you know like the kid would eat candy for breakfast lunch and dinner over there because you know she allowed him to do whatever he wanted right and it was really hard for us and you could tell like he was trying to come back to us and try to remember all the rules um but there would still be some of that, um, like pushback, um, well, oh, over summer, I didn't have to do this. Okay. That's great. You're here now.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Totally. And, and honestly, though, even with the 50, 50 custody, we still deal with that sometimes too. Like our transition days can either be great or they can be difficult for sure. And I think that's just part of them being kids and having to deal with the change because of the two different households have two different parenting styles. Um, And that's a struggle for them too. And they're trying to, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard on them and it's hard on us no matter what, but those transition days, like even at the 50, 50, like we still have, have struggles too. There was a moment in time where it was like, like clockwork every time it was always like a struggle but now we're at the point where it's like once a month at the most, once every two months we struggle. But there is a there was a while where those transition days were awful. Like it was just like everything was a fight. Everything was, you know, an, an argument or whining about this or complaining about that or or whatever. But yeah, those are tough.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And um it's, it's really hard for everyone involved. And I think, you know, that's where, too, like, you and your partner need to just put on that united front and, and like, be on the same page as best as you can, especially in the moment, and then work together after the fact to to come up with, like, a middle ground if you guys are in, like, a disagreement. And it's just unfortunate because in a lot of, um, you know, situations where there is split custody, like, the other parent doesn't want to hear a, and the other parent out about, you know, trying to be consistent totally. for, for the sake of the kids. And, you know, the kids are the one ones who end up um, being affected by it. You know, they're confused with the expectations and they can't process feelings the way we can.
1: I agree. And it's hard. It is hard with the 50-50 custody because, you know, everyone has different opinions on how to parent or this or that. And there has been times where like, we've talked to the bio mom, like, Hey, this is an issue. Like, this is what we're doing and vice versa. But for the most part, like we keep disciplining here and she keeps disciplining there, which works, but maybe not all cases that works for everyone. And you may have to communicate more with that bio parent about the disciplining and what's going on and this and that. But it's, it's a learning curve for everyone. There's no doubt about that. And I think as long as you and your partner are on the same page, then like you'll get through it for sure. And there is no like moment in time where you're gonna feel comfortable disciplining this child that's not biologically yours. It just kind of comes naturally and it just kind of happens. And like I said earlier, like Melissa and I still struggle with it sometimes where we're like, did we go too far? But that's, I think that's an every parent thing of did I go too far? Not just being... A bonus parent.
0: Yeah, I agree. And really coming back down to like the observation, like observe your partner, look at how they discipline, look at how the child responds to it and do your best to stay along that same or similar page. Um, and again, like, don't, don't let the kid know that you are like uncomfortable with this. You know, if, again, bringing out those lines, like, Oh, I, I'm going to, your dad's going to have to deal with this when you, when he gets home or your mom's going to have to deal with this when she gets home. Like you're setting yourself up to be walked all over by that child. Like mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's going to make it so much more difficult. And like Shay said, like, we're both still kind of uncomfortable at times with it. But it's what needs to be done. And you can always err on the side of caution too. you know, like, if you aren't sure how far you should take it, or how far your partner would take it, you can always implement like, an immediate consequence, like, okay, just go to your room for a few minutes, like, I'll come get you when when we're ready to talk about it. You yeah, know? And like, there's no harm. And like, going to do like a timeout for a few minutes um and i I think that's really important just to like set yourself up for success and and not pinning all of the um what's the word i'm looking for
1: all the responsibility on your partner.
0: Yeah. there's yeah. Not putting all that responsibility for discipline on your partner, because again, you're just going to set yourself up for failure and set yourself up to be walked all over.
1: <laughs> it's true. And you don't, and you don't want that. Cause that's just going to make life hard later.
0: A lot harder. All right. So my mom, when um, I kind of touched on it a little bit um, with the trash story, where I went outside and made all the boys, well attempted to make all the boys pick up trash. Um, but it was super cute because when the trash was all picked up and I was thanking Oliver, or I was thanking O and the other little boy um, for helping and, you know, being good listeners, um, <laughs> he got really defensive over me and he, like, looked at the other boys and, I, and was like, I can't believe you said that to my mom. She is my mom and you need to respect her. <laughs> That's so cute though. I love that. So cute. And like in front of them, he like gave me like a huge hug and was like, I love you so much. And I was like, that's so sweet. Like here, are these two boys who quite frankly were just being little jerks. Like, you know, and they're older than him. So they totally have the capability to like be a bully. Yeah. I and mean, they kind of are bullies. Um But, you know, just that he like stood up for me to them, which like he totally didn't need to do. And I talked to him after like, that was so sweet that you did that, you know, but like, that's my job to like yell at your friends. Like, you don't need to do that. But I appreciate it. And I just thought it was super cute that he like came to my defense and and was like, you don't talk
1: to my mom that way. (laughs) No, that's super cute. I love that. That's oh, that's like a little cute special moment for sure. My win will be, so we went up to, my grandpa lives up in um, a mountain community called Shaver Lake here in California. It's outside of Fresno, if anyone from California knows. Um, Anyways, he's been up there for like 30 years. My my aunt actually just recently moved in with him too, because he's 95, so he's getting old. So anyways, they just had a bunch of snow. And so we went up, at, he had a four-day weekend. So we took advantage and went to go plan the snow and see my grandpa and my aunt and you know, we haven't seen my aunt since the wedding, which was two years ago. And that was the first time he had met her too, because she lives in Idaho. So it's not like we see her a lot. And so him and her bonded again really quickly. And so it's so nice to see that. And he's always loved my grandpa and he calls her he calls him great Papa. And then seeing my aunt was really sweet too. And she like pulled me aside and was like, he's such a sweet boy. Like he's so great. You and Dave are like great parents to him. And it just like, it meant a lot, like doing everything that you're doing, like those little comments and everything like means a lot. And he was cuddling me on the couch and he looks at my aunt and it's like, I'm cuddling my mama. And she's like, I see that you look very cute. And it was just like, it's always those warm feelings that you can never like give up, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. And it's like great when family sees that too, or like when they start bonding to your family, um, that like means so much. Yeah,
1: Totally. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be
0: back next week. Um, We're going to be going over parenting during the pandemic. So I think this will be a good one. Um, Whether you're a biological parent, a step-parent, or even just two partners that have been inseparable since last March.
1: (laughs) Totally. We'll talk about relationship struggles too. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye.